Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stishin, and once again, I'm bringing you another one of the scariest, creepiest, and most skin-crawling tales of terror that the golden age of radio had to offer. For this episode, we are bringing back another classic and widely beloved episode of old-time radio, this one from Inner Sanctum Mysteries which was originally a French short horror story written by master short story author and novelist Guy de Maupassant. Today, the two-person cast of Amanda Polcini and myself reincarnate The Horla, which originally aired on August 1st, 1943. So turn off the lights, gather round, and if you get scared, just remember, these tales scared your grandpappy first, and enjoy the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I can feel her. There, again. Again. That voice. Voice. Am I asleep or awake? Awake. Why can't I move my arms? Arms. I want to move them, but I can't. Can't. Why? Why? Who are you? You. Why don't you leave me alone? Alone. Why do you torture me? Me. She's at my throat now. Sucking my blood. Blood. Making me weak. And helpless. Helpless. Let me go, I tell you. Let me go. I must get up. I must, I must, I must. She's gone now. I must be awake. Martin? Martin, open the door. It's Helen. Martin, are you all right? Of course, Helen. Your face is white. I'm all right, I tell you. Martin. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shout. You knocked over your night table. I tossed in my sleep. The crash startled me. That's why I cried out. Martin, you haven't been the same ever since you returned from your South American tour. Why don't you tell me what's wrong? Please, Helen, go back to your room. Don't worry about me. But Martin... Please, do as I ask. Very well. Helen, try to understand that I don't mean to be angry with you. That's not what hurt me, Martin. It's that you don't want to tell me what's troubling you. There's nothing troubling me. My nerves are on edge, that's all. Good night, Helen. Good night. I wanted to tell her. But how could I? How could I tell anyone about this thing that is sucking the lifeblood out of me while I sleep? This being that is ruining my talent as a musician whose voice I hear whenever I sleep. This invisible being that I feel is possessing me, 
urging me to destroy instead of create. Urging me to kill. Good evening, Martin. Please don't stop. You're, you're playing so beautifully this evening. Am I? Yes, you're playing as you're used to. So you noticed it too? What do you mean? You heard how badly I played before. I knew I was losing my ability. Martin, I, I never said that... Of course you didn't say it. No one ever says it. But I can tell what they think by the way they look at me. Martin... It's true, isn't it? Isn't it? No, Martin, I never doubted your ability, not even for a moment. Then why did you say I'm playing as I used to? Well, Martin, you haven't been yourself lately. I didn't mean anything by that remark, except that you appear better this evening. And my music sounds better. I never lied to you, Martin. Yes, it does. Of course. She hasn't come to me for two nights. She? Who do you mean, Martin? Nothing. Yes, Helen, you're right. I was playing better. I could hear it myself. Why don't you go on playing, Martin? I will. You hear that, Helen? That's the way Beethoven meant his music to be played. <laughs> and now, now listen to this. One of the greatest passages in all Beethoven's music. It speaks of the strange terror and mystery of life. What's the matter with me? I never had trouble playing that passage before. I... I can't play it. But you've played that passage a thousand times. I know, but now I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. I was playing so well a moment ago. Then suddenly I I can't play at all. You haven't been practicing lately. You've hardly touched the piano since you've returned. No, 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 no. That's not why I couldn't play it. She. She must be near. She? That's the second time this evening you've spoken of... Helen, there's something I need to tell you. I... I must tell someone or I'll go mad. Perhaps I am mad. Sometimes I think I am. Martin. Do you remember that cable I sent you? From Rio de Janeiro? Yes, you said the concert did not go well. I gave one of the worst performances of my career. It was late that same night that I first noticed it. Noticed what? The presence of another being close to me. Another being? Yes, an invisible being. It was she who made me play so badly that night. And she's been near me ever since. An invisible being. I know it sounds strange, but it's real, Helen. This thing seeks to dominate me, possess me. It came first in my sleep, but lately I've begun to feel its presence even in my waking hours. It controls my actions like a hypnotist controls his subject. Go on, Martin. It doesn't speak to me directly, merely echoes my words. But it makes its will felt, and I fight to resist, and I... I can't. It hasn't gained complete control of me yet, but I'm afraid it will, and I'll... I don't know exactly what I'll do. Martin, were you despondent after that concert in Rio? Despondent? I know what you're thinking, Helen. That my mind became unbalanced by the failure of my concert. Yes, I thought that too. 
Did you? I thought of every possible explanation. I don't know. Perhaps it's a hallucination, but I feel very sure that I can prove it's real. I feel... Wait a moment. I was right. She's near us now. Near us? Yes. Can't you feel her presence? Look there. Didn't you see the curtains move? She's in here, Helen. In here. The wind blew those curtains. No, no, no. It's her, Helen. The invisible being. She came in through the window. Look. She touched the newspaper. It's nothing but the wind. No, no. It's her, Helen. What's wrong? What's the matter? I can feel her. Close. Taking possession. Why do you look at me like that? Why don't you answer me? Why are you holding your hands as though... No, don't touch me. For heaven's sake, don't. You're, you're not yourself, Marty. Please, wake up, wake up. Martin, listen, listen to the music. Listen, listen to me play the music you know and love. You must come out of it. Take your hands away from my throat. I... She's no longer here. She's gone now, Helen. Martin. Don't draw away from me, Helen. I won't harm you. <laughs> Helen, come back. I should have never told her. That thing, that invisible being, urged me to kill her. And I almost did. That thing. Is there such a thing? Or am I mad? But I saw her touch that newspaper. Here, what's this? Rio de Janeiro, March 5th. An epidemic of madness, similar to the contagious madness which attacked Europe in the Middle Ages, is at this moment raging in, in the, the province, province of, of San Paulo, Paulo Brazil. Brazil. The terrified inhabitants are leaving their houses, saying they are pursued, possessed, dominated by invisible beings. They say that these creatures, a species of vampire, feed on their blood while they are asleep. My dream! That's what always happens in my dream! Victims say these invisible creatures have been known to drink milk. Public health authorities are investigating. Then it is real. Others have fallen under its spell just as I have. Madness, they call it. If only they knew... Or could it be? There is a way to test the reality of this thing now. And I will make that test tonight. Three o'clock. The door is locked. I left a window open. Oh, how that wind howls tonight. And there's a glass of milk on the table. Well, we shall see. I dread going to sleep, but I must. She, it, only heaven knows what its name is, usually comes to me when I'm asleep. But for now, I must close my eyes. There, that's better. Yes, much better. I can feel her now, close to me. She's come. She's come again. Again. Can you hear me? Me? Why do you echo my words? Words. 
Why do you torment me? Why don't you ever let me sleep? Sleep. Or am I sleeping now? Am I dreaming this mad thing? I must wake up. I must open my eyes. I must... Well, where's the light? There, now, we will see. Oh, the glass is gone. I heard a crash. It, it, it must have knocked over. Yes, 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 there it is on the floor, broken into a hundred pieces and... Oh, merciful heaven. The glass was empty when it fell. There's not a single drop on the table or the floor. There is no doubt about it now. I must find a way to destroy this thing. I must kill it before... She's still near. Near. So, you came back again. Again? I never heard your voice before, while I was awake. Awake? Who are you? You. Tell me your name. What is your name? Horla. 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 Then you do understand when I speak to you. Yes. Why have you never spoken to me before? I did not choose to. What do you want with me? I thought you knew. No. I imagined all sorts of things, but I never knew. What do you want with me? If I tell you, you will resist, and it will only be worse if you resist. What do you mean? Don't be a fool. Don't you understand yet? No. I will tell you this. To resist me is impossible. I will come to you when you sleep, when you are helpless. After each visit, you will be more and more under my power until finally you will become my complete slave to do with as I will. Your slave? Yes. Where are you? Now. Sitting here in the chair near your bed, waiting for you to go to sleep again. I will not go to sleep. You must sleep sometime. That is the great weakness of you race of humans. I will sit here and wait. I will remain awake until you leave. You are a fool. I could force you to sleep, force you to wake if I choose. Then why don't you? It would be too much of a struggle now. You will fight against me. I prefer to wait until you are under my power completely. Then I can command you with ease. When will that be? Tomorrow, after you awake from sleep. So I only have one more night. Yes, only one more. I tested my strength with you earlier this evening and almost succeeded in what I desired. I'll only need one more night. Then I'll never go to sleep again. As long as I live. We shall see. I have great patience. What are you doing? I'm going to light a cigarette. Put that match down. The match? Why? Put it down, I tell you. No. Put it out. So you can feel fear. You are afraid of flame. Stand back. Don't come near me. I have found your weakness now. You fear flame. Fire. Now we shall see who is the stronger one. Don't come near me. These curtains? I put a match to them, and they go up in flames. <laughs> you see? See the fire? You cannot escape through that window now, and the door is locked. I have you trapped. You hear me? Trapped. 
You cannot destroy me. Then why are you afraid? Why? Let me out of here. No. Now I have a torch, a weapon against you who have so much power, but fear the flames. Don't! Don't touch those sheets! You! You, somewhere here in this room, you who I cannot see, you who attack men in their sleep and command them to do your horrible bidding, you, you are the living spirit of evil. You seek to have men destroy each other so that you can inhabit the earth. Let me out of here! Let me out! Out? How many men in the centuries gone by must have pleaded for mercy from you? Do you think I'm just going to show you the slightest bit of mercy now? The long journey from Brazil, where you first found me, will end in this very room. You, who would destroy and replace man, shall be destroyed here. Holding a blazing piece of newspaper before me, I backed out of the door and locked it. The room is already in flames. I put my ear to the door, and I hear her call. Let me out! Let me out! Yes, she was trapped. But I must take no chances. Quickly, I find some old clothes, soak them in kerosene, drop them in front of the door to my room, and put a match to them. I rush to my wife's room. Her door is locked. Helen! Helen, open the door! What, what, do, you, what do you want, Martin? Open the door! The house is on fire! Martin! Hurry! Hurry, will you? The house is filling with smoke. The flames are spreading rapidly. At last, we're in the garden. It's safe there, and Helen and I stop to rest. Martin, are the servants out? Yes, they're on the other side of the house. They're all safe. Where did the fire start? In my room. Martin, did, did you... Yes, I had to, Helen. Had to? Yes, she was in there. The invisible being, the Horla. Martin, Martin. Helen, try to understand. Helen, come back here. Helen. She vanished into the darkness. Whipped by the winds, the flames danced madly about the house. By this time, it's a blazing furnace with tongues of fire. Red, yellow, orange, blue. Flames leaping high into the air, lighting the dark night like a huge, magnificent torch. Already, parts of the roof begin to crumble in between the walls. A fountain of flames roars toward the sky, and suddenly the whole structure begins to topple, and in a moment, it comes crashing to the ground. Flames soar upward, leaping toward the sky, and light up the whole countryside. It's a funeral pyre. A monstrous, magnificent funeral pyre. And in it, she who hated and feared the flame is burning. She, my prisoner, the invisible being, the Horla. Who is it? Who's there? Open the door, Martin. It's Helen. Helen! I knew you'd come. Martin, why didn't you get in touch with me sooner? I was afraid to. The police are searching for me. Helen, you don't know what I've been through, hiding in alleyways, being chased like a mad dog. Finally, I took a chance and registered in this hotel. I don't think they recognize me. Martin, I want you to give yourself up. It's the only way you can be helped. But you saw the papers, Helen. You know what will happen to me if I surrender to them. No, it's not as bad as you seem to think. You'll receive medical attention and... Medical attention? Then you believe them. 
You think I'm insane, don't you? Don't you? Martin, I love you. Believe me, I wouldn't ask you to give yourself up if I didn't think it was best for you. I see. Yes, there was a time when I thought I was insane, Helen, but now, now, I am certain I am not. It's a week, a full seven days since our house burned down, and I haven't felt the Horla near me once. I tell you, she was real, Helen. This invisible being was as real as you and I. Perhaps, but if that's the case, then you have nothing to fear. The doctors will examine you and find you normal. Don't you see, Martin, you have everything to gain by surrendering. What difference does it make? The only thing that really matters is that the Horla is dead. Helen, do you feel... What is it, Martin? Helen, I'll do as you ask. I'll give myself up. Will you go down to the lobby and wait for me? I'll only be a minute. All right, Martin. Is it... is it you? Yes. Then you're not dead. No. It was all in vain. All in vain. You cannot destroy me. Why do you hesitate? Why don't you go down and join her and give yourself up? That's what you want me to do, isn't it? That's the only thing you can do. No, it isn't. There is one other alternative. I made up my mind about what I'd do if you live through that fire. You are going to destroy yourself? Yes. I will not be what you are trying to make me become. I will not be your slave. I would rather die. Martin, there's something I forgot to... Martin, put that gun away. Don't you try to stop me. Don't you try to stop me. Martin! That's exactly what I wanted you to do. And that concludes our reincarnation of the Horla from Inner Sanctum Mysteries in another episode of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast. I'd like to thank my co-star, Amanda Polcini, for helping me bring the script back to life. New episodes of the Reincarnated Radio Podcast are released every Thursday and can be found on Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Hopefully we raised a hair or two. But for now... That's it for me, Dave Stishin, and the rest of us at the Reincarnated Radio Podcast, where we scared your grandpappy first. 